days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and the 49ers had to cut down to 80, so we got to see some cuts made, and it creates some interesting topics and conversations, and also exactly what this 49ers roster looks like going into the last game for the Raiders, and ultimately what it looks like when we get to that 53. Um, but exciting news uh, always you know, surrounds the 49ers. Um, cuts, maybe not so much of an exciting news, but it is a part of football, and we need to be here and discuss it. Absolutely. We definitely need to be here to, to discuss it. And y'all need to be here for every episode of the podcast, which is daily at 11 a.m. Thursdays right now at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time for those live streams. You don't want to miss any of those either. And we got tons of great things to talk about, tons of guys to, to dive into, right, and, and different situations to talk about with these players. But of course, you know, we have to start with the fact that some names were left off the list, and some 49ers fans are very, very upset. Richie James doesn't get cut. 49ers fans are losing it. I saw a couple of the 49ers fans group, people losing their minds about it. If you're a Richie James person who wants him gone, there's still one more round of cuts. So luckily for you, you know, wishing for someone not to be on the team, still a possibility for you. I don't know why people spend so much time with this. None of these names were a surprise to me other than one, but we'll get there. Uh, Richie James not being on the roster um, wasn't going to happen right now. Correct. I think I said this episodes ago that it was going to come down to the last cuts. That's when they were going to decide between him, Jalen Hurd, and Travis Benjamin. Uh, ultimately, why would you cut anyone else? You still don't know exactly what's going on with Jawan Jennings' heel. Uh, why would you get rid of one of these guys right now that can make this roster? You know what Richie James can do for your football team. Is he one of the top six guys? No, I don't believe he is. Um, but he's in that conversation. He's one of those top nine guys, and they're not ready to cut beyond that right now. Um, so you went ahead and cut a different receiver, which is River Craycraft. Um, Craycraft is gone. Craycraft was not going to make this roster. He had opportunities to make kick return uh, or punt return situations. He did not take advantage of those. He hasn't made very many plays in the preseason. So ultimately, this guy wasn't going to make the roster. It's nothing against him. He's a good dude. He's feisty. He really goes out there and battles. Uh, but he is not good enough to crack the top six. We've said this from the beginning, that if he cracks the top six, this wide receiver core is not good enough. Uh, so they went ahead and pulled the trigger on this. It wasn't Richie James, which I think it surprises me that people were expecting it to happen in the second cuts. Ultimately, it might happen, but if it does, it's going to happen when they cut down to 53. Correct. That's where the the possibility lies, um, and I've agreed with you on that for, for some time now, and that's been one of the talking points that we've had with this is is just that. Richie James is a very talented guy, and he's had success in the system. River Craycraft has not. He didn't do anything in the preseason either to make you think that he could. Um I get it. Richie James hasn't done that either, and he's been dropping a lot of footballs. But Richie game, James has put some games, right? James and games. He's put some games together for the 49ers and shown something in an actual regular season. Craycraft, no, didn't do anything to you know, move himself up that list, and so this makes sense. Rich, Richie James still being here and River Craycraft being gone, it, it, it lines up. It adds up. No one should be surprised that Richie wasn't also cut as well. Um, well, look, there, there were some injuries, right, and that led to, to a cut. Michael Kendricks, he's gone. Michael Kendricks gone. He, he was, well, put on IR. IR. Uh, so not officially gone, and he is a vet guy, so I guess he gets stashed away, and he's still available for the 49ers down the road in the future. Um, 
it didn't surprise me to see that happen, but I think it did surprise a lot of people that Maurice Hurst wasn't a name that was also put on this list. Yeah, Maurice Hurst didn't surprise me at all. I put this in the Discord that they're not going to, you know, go ahead and try to put this guy in IR with that um, injury designation because he's going to get claimed by somebody. Uh, somebody would gladly claim him, you know, let him sit three weeks. I mean, we remember what happened with DJ Reed and the Seahawks last year. You have to be very careful with who you put on the IR, you know, and who you try to sneak through. They would not get Maurice, you know, Hurst through. He's too valuable of a player, too valuable to the 49ers as well. Um, they want to make sure they hold on to this guy. So he's probably going to eat up one of these 53-man roster spots, which ultimately he deserves. He's played well enough in training camp, well enough in the preseason to get one of these spots, and he should be on that roster. So they're probably going to have to make him just an inactive at games uh, and roll with the other guys that they got. A little bit more of a limited rotation, which I'm sure is not the best situation, but you are playing Detroit and Philly. You have the opportunity for him to come back slightly after that. So I, I think it's a smart move to go ahead and lock, you know, lock on him keep him and don't lose him you don't want to see that guy end up you know with seattle or one of these other you know football teams that you see twice a year um so good move by the 49ers not making that cut hopefully they don't have to do that for the 53 hopefully they can keep him correct i, I agree with you there we really want them to hold on to, to mohurst i don't want him going anywhere but it also may say something too about maybe the health of al shair and people's worrying about the elbow maybe it's not as bad as they thought if they're not willing to hold on to michael kendrick's they obviously saw a little bit of something in a Demetrius Flanagan Foles, and who knows, maybe more than just Jonas Griffith, maybe Justin Hilliard showed some things as well that they liked development-wise, and so they're willing to make this move right now, let Kendricks you know, not eat up a roster spot, stash him away on IR for a little bit, and see what these other young guys can do, and if Al Shire can, can heal up and be ready to go. Yeah, I think Al Shire is going to be ready to go. I, I think that Kendricks was a nice depth piece that they felt comfortable with, um, now they're going to have to roll with some younger players that, you know, maybe can't get it done to his level. Um, but they'll have to figure out how to get it done and what to do with these guys. I think they can do it. But, yeah, you and unfortunately, you have to make this move, but you have to have players that are able to play. And when you have a roster um, that is built with, you know, linebackers, you don't have that much depth when you're going to these preseason games. So this probably would have been Sullivan or Hilliard that got cut, but now they had to keep one of them because they need that rotation for the Raiders game. So, it, did, it ends up not being one of them. It ends up being Kendricks that goes to the IR. Uh, but the injury, you know, coupled with the fact you can't lose these guys, just it made it too easy for the fact that they need to pull the trigger on that. Accurate. You kind of have to. Um, and, yeah, the injury sucks. It's terrible timing. Yep. For a guy like Kendrick, it really is. It's awful. But that's just the nature of football, and that's the nature of a, a right, wrong time, wrong situation. Yeah. Um, another guy that kind of got a little bit of a wrong time, wrong situation was B.W. Webb. With this cornerback room being as big of a question mark as it is, you can't have games where you're making, you know, not making plays and making mistakes or costing right points or setting teams up in better positions. Um, and he's had that, right? In the first preseason game, the slip up against the Chiefs, the second preseason game, a couple PI calls that don't go his way and end up putting the Chargers in positions to make some plays. It was going to be tough enough already to make this roster. Those Those plays didn't help either, and he didn't do enough, obviously, to assert himself and make them feel like this guy is a better option than potentially a Deontay Johnson there in the slot. Um, and they still have young guys too, like Diamond Lenore, who, who we think could play inside and play that position fairly well. Uh, also, he obviously didn't do enough. So B.W. Webb, another guy that's gone. A little bit of a surprise. I thought he was going to be someone who, if he got cut, was going to be cut towards the back end, right? Closer to that 53, but with some of the injuries and other things piling up in other positions uh, and then really needing to get a look at some of these other guys. It's really just an unfortunate situation for B.W. Webb. Yeah, you know what? B.W. Webb is kind of one of those fringe guys where he could have been cut this time, he could have been cut next time. I think the fact that they brought in Harris, 
You know, they picked him up on waivers and brought him in. They're going to want to take a look at him. So ultimately, you go ahead and get rid of Webb because you know Harris is going to get those reps. More than likely, you could bring Webb back if you want. But when you're looking at the secondary, then especially the cornerback position, you have guys already that are going to make this roster. You already have a tough decision, you know, to make because you have these two rookies and you don't want to lose the two rookies. You couple that with Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, and K1 Williams, and you have five guys already. You don't usually like keeping more than five or six corners. So if you keep Dante Johnson to be a six corner, it hurts you in another area. You already want to keep more depth at the defensive line. You already want to keep depth, you know, at safety now four, not five. And then also the linebackers, you know, five guys. So you have to figure out a way to play with it. Webb does not make it, you know, was not going to make this football team. So you get rid of him now. You look at Harris, see what he can do. You can always call on these guys down the road. They'll probably be available if you have some sort of injury or, you know, any other situation, you can bring them back. But it's just not somebody you can hang on to. And to be honest with you, besides, he's looked good in practice. But in the two game situations that he had, uh, he's had some mistakes. Now, the pass interference wasn't his fault, but he's still going to take the blame for it. But he didn't do enough either to make you think, oh, my gosh, I can't cut this guy. Correct. And that's what he needed to do. He had to make himself non-expendable. And that's hard to do. It's very hard to it do is. in this league. There's very few players who can make themselves non-expendable. Um, you know, as coaches, I think both of us have told people, right, you know, you are expendable. Everyone is expendable. Oh, I've never said that. I mean, I, I've, I've said it. I've said it, but it's because you treat everybody the same and, you know, they get it. They understand. The guy, the people who know they're not expendable or know that they're not expendable, yeah, they, they know. You, you can say whatever you want, but they know that doesn't apply to me. Right. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have to make it clear to everybody else. But that's beside the point because he didn't do enough. He's not there. It is what it is. Shalit Calhoun, defensive lineman, also cut, also gone. Uh, not a surprise there. This is definitely one of those guys who's on that fringe half, back half of that D-line group. This D-line group is stout. Uh, some people may be upset when you cut a guy who could do something for us potentially right now and keep a guy like Mo Hurst. Uh, false, incorrect. Mo Hurst is going to do way more things than Shalit Calhoun will be able to do with this group and with this this team. Uh, and no one, no one in front of Shalit Calhoun played terrible enough for you to even consider wanting to give Shalit Calhoun a little bit more of a run. Right. Maurice Hurst has looked absolutely fantastic in training camp. And in the preseason, uh, Shalit Calhoun has been basically unknown and unseen. Um, this is not even a, you know, something you have to think about twice. You definitely want to buy yourself at least an extra week to think about Maurice Hurst. And Calhoun it hasn't had any production. So him and Hurst will have the same amount of production over the next week or so, um, whether Calhoun was on the team or not. Uh, that's just the way it is. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but when you're talking about a defensive line that goes, you know, 11, 12 guys deep, there's not a lot of opportunities for you to be able to produce. So when you get those snaps, you better be able to do it. And I guarantee you, if Chris Kacerik thought he was a better option than uh, Maurice Hurst, he would still be on this football team. He does not believe that. So Calhoun, you know, is, is going to be you know on his way, hoping to find another team. And he might find another team because it's not like he's a bad player. He can land somewhere. You get, you know, a lot of good time here with Chris Kacerik in this defensive line. He'll be able to go share his talent somewhere else. Maybe even the 49ers decide to bring him to the practice squad at some point. That is also a possibility. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was kind of his time. I mean, it was going to be a defensive lineman here eventually, and he's just the lowest on the totem pole, unfortunately. He wasn't able to crack, you know, that dirty dozen that was up there, and he's, you know, he's down and out. So <laughs> He is down and out. And it's not it's nothing against him. It's, it really isn't. This this D-line core is just stacked. They are. Right? I mean, we, this, is, this doesn't even bring up and talk about Contavious Street, right? This doesn't bring up or, or talk about Alex Barrett, guys like that, right? Kevin Gibbons. Like, these are guys who – 
Kevin Gibbons and Contavious Street were back end of the roster guys last year. They were guys who we were considering not making the roster. Look how far they've come. Yeah. Right? Because they went from back end of the roster to they ain't near the back end of the roster anymore. These are guys who are rotational plug-and-play pieces you can put in, in in almost any situation that you can find them for. Right. Um, it's just a stacked room. And unfortunately, when you have a stacked room, sometimes even if you have some talent or some promise, it's just it's time to go. It's it's just there's not enough there's not enough time here and there's not enough opportunities for you to be able to climb your way up. But you're gonna get some good experience with Caseric. You get good experience competing in a room like that, and that could that could bode well for you somewhere else. And hopefully it does for him. Yeah, and you're gonna have some more defensive alignment hopefully playing against the Raiders. Um, so since they're gonna be playing, you don't have to have as much of a rotation. So one of those depth guys that on the D line, you know, they can go ahead and, and be gone. This is what we talked about um, injuries to the offensive line. Made it a little bit more delicate with the offensive line cuts, um, but they still have to, you know, go after those too. And and they went ahead and did that. Um, Corbin Kafasi is gone. Uh, I kind of alluded to this in the recap, you know, and the reaction show that this was going to happen. He just had a, a very poor performance. Uh, you you saw the writing on the wall. He was not going to make this roster. They had other guys right that they needed to keep, uh, even with the injuries and stuff to Coleman. They still were able to cut a offensive tackle. Um, this did not surprise me. And it's a move that needed to be made, and they made it. Once again, just a low guy on the totem pole. This is, you know, it's not hard to figure out if you watch the game film that he's just not there. I'm sure he's a great guy, uh, and it's unfortunate that you have to get cut from a football team, but he needed to go. It was time. It, yeah. it was time for Kavad. This wasn't a shock at all whatsoever. Um, and in all honesty, it was one of those ones that I kind of figured may happen in the first game, but I think because of a couple of the injuries that piled up, they couldn't do it. They couldn't get themselves to pull that trigger earlier. So you give yourself that additional week. You see how some of these guys are progressing, and then you pull the trigger when you need to now. Um, it, it's going to be a rough cut season for some of these other positions, though, coming down the line here. Because, look, you moved from essentially what was 85 right to 80 guys. You, you've moved down five. You have to get down to 53 now. You yeah. officially cut a full 15 of uh, yeah no 10 guys 10 guys. 10 guys off this roster 10 guys are officially gone you still have to cut it down an additional 27 dudes 27 dudes still have to go how how in the world are you gonna be able to make this decision in eight days for some of these positions some of them are easy right the, the cornerback room, a couple of the guys are going to have to go. Safety room, one or two guys potentially have to go. Linebacker room, a guy or two. But there's some other spots on this team and some other positions. The wide receiver room, right? The running back room, what exactly are you going to do there with it, with these guys in place? How are you going to make these decisions and cut this thing down in this short amount of time? If I had to if I had to guess, I would say right now they probably have about 63 to 65 names that they believe can make this football team. And the other guys are just depth pieces that they know they're going to have to cut but they're going to ultimately let this week of practice and then the game decide what they're going to do. They're also figuring out who is going on IR, you know, and who they're going to have to outright cut. All these decisions have to be made and they're working on them. I guarantee it because they have to not only balance what is the best 53 man roster for the team to win, but also financially, what is the best 53 man roster for this team? Unfortunately, sometimes you have to make, you know, when you're making choices between guys, you have to cut, uh, you throw in the added aspect of maybe somebody not being vaccinated as well. That could also, unfortunately, you know, play into this where, you know what, that guy's not and that guy is and they're d dead even. Let me keep the guy that is. I mean, this unfortunately, this is a reality in this world that we live in. That's that, And that's crazy, dude. But that, it, That's it, crazy because it has nothing to do with performance. It doesn't. But 
ultimately, those are the decisions that happen all the time with, with any sport, right? One thing happens, it could be an off-the-field issue Correct. that ends up triggering a response that you wouldn't normally you know, expect. I think because the vaccination numbers are so high for the 49ers, it, it won't actually that. play into it. Uh, but I wanted to put that out there that, you know what, that is not something that is out of the realm of them thinking about. Uh, and I don't blame them for thinking about that, unfortunately. Uh, you have to take in all aspects when you're making you know the, the final cuts. But yeah, I think they have an idea of what that, you know, maybe the 63 to 65 guys are. I think that's a fair and, number. And then I think everybody else is like, you know, kind of just out of it. You're just in this game to put on good film. But they've got some tough decisions to make, and I'm always interested to see who ends up on IR. Always, right? Because yeah. you get the you get the questions surrounding the wide receiver room and a certain somebody over there, whether or not he's going to go. In the running back room, right? Yep. Is Elijah Mitchell going to end up getting stashed away on IR? Or is he going to be good to go? With Jawan Jennings now dealing with the heel issue, how serious is it? We won't know until it's probably right around time to make those final cuts or closer to game day with the Raiders. Um, and, and then there's going to be a decision that has to get made there potentially as well. So there's a lot of big names for this 49ers team or guys that thought we that we or fans thought were going to have a big impact that may end up getting stashed away. Yeah, and especially since they only have to stay on IR for, I believe it's three weeks now. I believe so. You can come back. Uh, the rules that they put in place last year, uh, it, it makes it more convenient for you to stash someone on there and then bring them back depending on situation. But even when they bring these guys back, the decisions don't go away. At some point, Jeff Wilson's coming back, and one of these other running backs is going to have to go or they're going to have to make room for him. So I wonder how many players get traded this week for the 49ers before we ultimately get to that final 53. Could the 49ers move off you know, a defensive lineman, move off a running back, move off a wide receiver, and go ahead and try to get some cap draft capital back for them? I don't think that is a, like, a far-fetched idea. I think that is something that could happen. I don't know if it'll be you know, somebody that you expect, but I think they would try because it's better than just cutting someone. Yes, especially if you feel you can get some sort of value back for them, and especially since you just gave up all of that sweet, sweet draft capital <laughs> for Trey Lance. If you can get something back, I mean, obviously, you're not going to be dealing, we're not suggesting or saying the Niners are dealing a big-time player. This We're not talking about the Raheem Mostert's of the world. Oh, no, not We're not either. talking about the Debo Samuels of the world. We're not talking about the Brandon Ayuk's. We're not talking about a premier player for this team, but someone who... A team's looking for depth or adding, trying to add depth in something else, and you can get a fifth or a sixth for a guy. Potentially even maybe a fourth if there's someone out there like that that the Niners are willing to part with if they feel the draft capital, it would be a bigger advantage for them right now going forward for the future, or if that player would have a bigger impact this year on this team. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody like an Alex Barrett. Maybe the Jets, they're interested in bringing in you know some edge pass rushers. Uh, maybe they want to sign Alex. They want Alex Barrett, but they're afraid that if he gets cut, they might not have an opportunity to get him. They go ahead and throw a seventh round pick out there, and the 49ers send him that direction. That's kind of what I'm talking about. It, that that is still going to be tough because I don't know how many teams are going to want to trade draft capital for Alex Barrett. I'll just giving that as an example uh, where the Jets are very familiar with him and know what he can do. So maybe he would make sense, or an offensive lineman, for instance. Uh, somebody that you know their coaches worked with there with the Jets, they might be interested in, in making a trade, whether that is like somebody like a Sean Coleman or somebody like that. Ultimately, they could maybe want to bring him in as their swing tackle. So there are moves that can be made. Uh, will they be able to pull it off? That is a good question. But at least it'll be an exciting week as we get, you know, build up to the Raiders game and then ultimately getting to that final 53 that gets announced uh, shortly after that Tuesday. And we see how this 49ers team is going to be constituted for week one against Detroit. And see if we can get this nice push, you know, and get push for the season. First 17 games, can we get to the playoffs?
It's going to be very exciting indeed. League play, right? Season play officially out of preseason into the regular season. It's just around the freaking corner. Yeah, and did you see the schedule that they kind of put out for this week? Because this training camp is officially over. Officially. So they're in, like, see, I know the media actually gets to see it, but there are um, three practices and a walkthrough. So they've, they're down to that schedule now. So most, you know, kind of the most realistic part of, you know, the season. So I don't know. Did you see the, the dates and everything I like did that? Not get to see all so the dates I did now. write them down uh, so I can make sure. So Wednesday, they got practice 125, Thursday at 1215, Friday at 1215, and a walkthrough on Saturday. Love it. Um, so a nice, nice schedule for them. So they had the, the two days off, the nice uh, adjustment from the game. So it's nice to see them get on the schedule. So let's see who shows up at practice. Let's see who, you know, who's going to be out there and who's going to be performing. Jalen Hurd is not out there by God um, that he's going to end up on the IR or something, or they're going to, you know, have to do make some sort of move. Please had, be out there. Please play in the game. He's Give yourself so, an opportunity. He's had so much time off, man. I don't think he wants to sit on sit on the sidelines. I don't think he wants to be on IR. I don't think there's any reason that this guy is like, no, I don't, I don't want like anything. And he hasn't come out and said anything. Right? This isn't a dude who's disgruntled. He doesn't say anything, period. It's true. I don't think, but this is what I mean. Is if he was actually disgruntled or upset about something or thought there was some sort of mismanagement, I feel he would come out and say something or something would have gotten out by now. From his from camp, his yeah. agent, his camp, something. This isn't a dude who's disgruntled. He's just frustrated. I think his body is just betraying him every time, every time he gets the chance to. So I, I hope, dude, I want well, Jalen Hurd out there. Could it be, I mean, this is just maybe wishful thinking, um, could it ultimately be that the 49ers already decided that they were good with Jalen Hurd and they have just been saying, you know what, we're going to rest him for the fact that they, they already know that he's going to make this roster and they've seen enough and really it has been no concern for them. I wonder why you would go there with that take. I don't know. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I, do we have do we have a Jalen Hurd bias on this show, Ant? Well, we, we definitely do. Accurate. But I have been realistic <laughs> with the fact that if he doesn't get out there and play, he's not going to be on this team. I, this, the, that's the coach in both of us, yeah. right? Because he hasn't done anything yet. But is there always that possibility that Kyle Shanahan is just he knows, like right? It's just in his in his right. mind, in his mind's eye, he he knows what Jalen Hurd is. He knows what he can do with Jalen Hurd, and you know, everyone else be darned. This is happening. Well, he knows the medical better too. That too. Yeah, you know, I mean, that too. and I, I mean, would you be shocked? I mean, ultimately, would you be shocked if he makes the fifty-three man roster and then after week one or whatever they put him on IR and you know to make sure that they don't lose him? Uh, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if they didn't go into Detroit, you know, a couple players short just to make sure you're only going to dress, you know, 56 or whatever, or 46. I'm sorry. Sure. Whatever it is. So you have some of these guys that are going to be inactive. So you go ahead and him, Maurice Hurst, those guys, make sure you don't lose them for the season and just see what happens. So there's a lot to play into this. I have no idea what my, my project 53 is going to look like. Oh my I'm torn because um, the coach in me says Travis Benjamin deserves to be six wide receiver. Accurate. And the other coach in me says, I want to do things with Jalen Hurd because I know what he can be and what he can do. Um, so I would cut Sudfeld and keep uh, seven receivers. Look, I, I would I would 100% cut Sudfeld and keep seven receivers. That's yeah. where I'm at. But that's only because you and I are firmly in the, if it's not Trey or it's not Jimmy out there, this team's done. Yeah. Uh, the, the offense is cooked. You're relying solely on your defense. And if that's the case, then just go get some Joe Schmo off the street that you no, isn't going to make mistakes and make turnovers. I mean, Brian Horry probably ain't making the 53-man roster for the Pats. Josh Johnson. Go snag him up. Go he, snag he knows Josh the offense Johnson. already. Go, go get somebody. Yeah. You can, you're going to find somebody to just get it done. Get Hopefully get enough done that they're not a, a bunch of mistakes and a bunch of issues arising. Um, you know, I, I, I just 
I mean, do you think there's going to be a big market for Nate Sudfeld if he gets cut? Absolutely not. Yeah, he could end up on the practice squad. So I think that they would prefer that, making him on the practice squad. Kyle Shannon even said at one point, yeah, you know, I would love to have a third quarterback on the practice squad. So, I mean, that would he let it slip a little bit. Well, he said it like a month ago, but we don't know if we can do that these, you know, these days. I think they're going to do it, though. I hope they do, because I think there's just too much talent and you need to try and keep as many as much of the talented players at skill positions as you as you can. We can't afford to let these guys go. We see what the rest of the NFC West is doing in terms of skill positions and stacking up. Um, You know, we got to keep if they're. If they're on this roster right now, you got to try and find a way to keep. And we have the best uh, quarterback situation overall as far as you're talking about quarterback room. Because if you look at the other teams, if somebody gets hurt, Bro, if Stafford goes down, Murray goes down, or Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson goes if down. If Russell Wilson goes down, that team is in trouble. Yeah, too. I mean, so the 49ers at least have it. If one guy goes down, the other guy is there and capable of winning football games and winning playoff games. Accurate. So I, I think that is a good situation. You know what? They're, that You don't need Sudfeld at that point. If you go through those two guys – uh, the football gods did not shine on you, and it's time to go ahead and chalk up another Goodbye, losing season. Goodbye, 2021 season. Hello, Goodbye, 2022. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. We'll, be, we'll be waiting. We'll be waiting for you. Look, let us know what you think about the cuts that happened down below in the comment section. Were there any names that surprised you? Were there any names that should have been on that list? And Kyle Shanahan just got it flat out wrong. You're going to go there. If so, we want to hear about it down there so we can have a conversation about it. And while you're down there commenting away, Don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you hit that notification bell as well. That way you're notified when all of our great videos go live. You don't want to miss any of it. And don't forget also to join the Discord and hop on over to the 49ers Cutback Shop. Yeah, go ahead and check everything out that is 49ers Cutback, whether that is social, Discord, or the shop itself where you can get that great shirt that Alex has. You can get this. You can block, catch, run, and fear nothing like George Kittle and other 49ers-inspired gear. Um, join the conversation, join the 49ers Cutback crew. There's a lot of good things that are going on. Get involved. It's a lot of fun. And along the way, leave comments and, and let us know how you're feeling about uh, the content and also about the things that we're talking about, especially these cuts. Let us know who else should have been cut and who's going to be cut in the future. I think that is a good conversation to have as we build towards the Raiders game and ultimately the Project 53. Start building your Project 53 in the comments section while we get ours ready to debut on the channel. You don't want to miss Project 53. It's always a good time. Predictions are usually on point. It's a good episode. But until that time and until the next one, 49ers fans, you stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.